0: I feel like I had a toilet dream. Did I guys tell you about my toilet dream? No, tell us now. I don't remember it.
1: No. I just feel like I told you about some fantastic toilet dream. No. Did you?
0: I don't remember. Just when you told me this episode was about toilets, I was like, yeah, I told you guys that toilet dream. Or did I? (laughs) What was the dream?
1: Hi, I'm Big. And I'm White. And together, we are Big and White. And you are listening to the Big and White podcast, a podcast where we explore what it means to be a foreigner in Asia. So what are we talking about today, White? Well, today we have a special guest with
2: us. Yay! We've actually been um, waiting to have this guest on the podcast for the entirety of this podcast's existence. (laughs) So, welcome, Indy. So, no pressure. (laughs) Hi, Indy. Hi. (laughs) I mean, we're just hanging out. Yeah, Yeah, it's cool. Okay, so we know you really well, Indy, but our listeners do not know how freaking amazing you are. So, maybe you can just give us a little bit of an intro, where you're from, why your code name is Indy, how long you've been in Nepal,
0: that kind of stuff. Maybe
1: your favorite cereal. Ooh. Ooh. Only one. <laughs>
0: yeah, um, I'm from Indiana, so my code name is Indy. I think that it's not too hard to figure out. <laughs> and my husband and I, we have an almost two-year-old daughter, and we've lived in Nepal for about two years. Um, I work in the same office as Big and White, and I'm part-time in the office and part-time taking care of our daughter. And my favorite cereal. Oh boy! If I want an unhealthy cereal, it's probably Lucky Charms. Mm. But if I want something that's oh, so good, qu- air quotes healthy
1: for cereal, <laughs> I'll probably have like Frosted Mini Wheats. Ooh, that's in the healthy category for you. Interesting. Yeah, it's <laughs> wheat. Wheat is in the name. There's also we- anyway. It's fine. <laughs> but from
0: Indiana, we don't have anything healthier than
1: that. <laughs> it's true, but you do have a lot of things that are delicious. Yes. Mm-hmm. so instead of having a special guest episode she's just gonna chill with us and be a guest host and talk about exciting things basically
2: we're just gonna let indy take over this whole episode we're just gonna sit back and relax
1: yes take it away (laughs) take a break
0: so what happened to you guys this week
2: well i'm pretty excited um so we all work in the same office right and i my desk is by the window, and so I was working one afternoon and I see a lady who works for our landlady, so this lady cleans the house and um she goes and buys groceries for the landlady and stuff like that. so anyway, so I see this lady come through the gate, and then immediately behind her comes a shopping cart, like <laughs> through this tiny little gate opening. <laughs> And um, come to realize that it's the security guard of a nearby supermarket or grocery store, whatever you want to call it. It's not really super, a small grocery store. (laughs) (laughs) And the security guard is pushing the shopping cart with all of the food that the. Um, lady had bought and hadn't had bags to put it in. (laughs) So he had pushed it for her all the way from the store, which is probably,
0: I don't know. It's a few blocks away. Yeah, maybe two blocks. (laughs) The road is not paved. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. no,
2: it's not. And, um, And he like helped her deposit all the bags inside and you know, just rolled on back to the store with the shopping cart. But I was just so delighted by it because It's, like, not actually that surprising to see something like that. Like, the security guards at the stores that work here are so nice. Like, they're Mm -hmm. not what you would think of security guards being in America where they need to just be, like, super stoic and, like, give you the evil eye to make sure you don't steal things. Here, it's, (laughs) like, they help. Stack the baskets and they help um, bag your groceries sometimes. They scare away cows and do street they dogs. dogs. <laughs> not before they
1: pee on
0: your scooter.
1: <laughs> <laughs> India is not speaking from experience here. At no, all. not at all.
2: <laughs> but yeah, it just cracked me up like thinking if that happened in America. I was like, I love Nepal. It's delightful. So good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> love it. Well, um, I have an exciting thing that happened to me this week is I got a new washing machine and I'm so excited. This is like sign you're an adult. (laughs) You care Mm -hmm. about appliances. Um, But seriously, it's the best thing ever. I don't know why we didn't get one sooner. Yeah, your washing machine was like wrecking all your clothes. It was. I know. I think I didn't like fully admit that to myself. And also, it just seems like a waste to get a new thing when the one you currently have still works. Yep. I mean, it would break sometimes, but then it would just like magically fix itself. (laughs) Like, "Mm, stopped working. Two days later, it works again. Like, no. I was was going to buy a new one. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it was quite the ordeal to get it because we, like, ordered it at the store and then they deliver it to your house. And the delivery guy came with it on his giant tricycle, delivery tricycle. Mm -hmm. Then he carried it up three flights of stairs on his back.
0: Just like the picture tells you not to do yeah. yeah
1: on the exactly. box. It was like, don't carry it on your back. And, yeah, that's, but and that's exactly what he did. <laughs> and he was tiny. Yeah. It was like as big as him. <laughs> but then uh, my roommate, who was supposed to give him the money, she was got stuck at the bank. Like, there was a problem. So then the poor guy had to wait for her to come. And he was so mad. And <laughs> he felt so mad because it was like, there was nothing I could do. Like, I didn't have enough cash to give him. And I couldn't leave because... He was there, like I'm not just gonna leave this random stranger at my house. So I just kept having to tell him, like, she's coming. She's <laughs> on her way. Just wait five more minutes. Or an hour. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, it was it was a bit of an ordeal. But she came and we gave him a very big tip. So I think he was happy. <laughs> He's awesome. And now we have an amazing washing machine and it's a front loader with the glass so you can watch yeah, it. Yeah. So mesmerizing, yep. right? Yep. yep. Amazing. And it has Andy told me about this, a timer feature so you can set it, like you can put the clothes in at night and then set it to start in the morning so by the time you wake up, they're all clean and you can just hang them up or have your yeah, maid hang so them nice. up. nice. Yep. That's what we do. It's so magical.
2: Well, oh, congratulations on your
1: purchase. Thank you so much.
2: <laughs> May all of your clothes get dirty
1: and clean again.
0: Aw, oh, and not weird bubbles. Yes, yeah. none of
1: the weird stretchiness. Mm-mm. Yeah, it was it was bad.
0: Well, Indy, what about you? What
1: happened to you this week?
0: Well, last week was pie day. Yes! Mm-hmm. And so I made a fresh strawberry pie because it's starting to get warm here and nothing says summer like a fresh strawberry pie. Oh. And then I invited all our friends over and they ate it all. It was so Maybe a good. little bit sad because I only got one piece of pie, but <laughs> very wow. happy because we got to have all of our friends over. Was- I'm kind of impressed that
2: you like didn't, because when you sent that text, like, hey, we have some left. I'm surprised that you didn't like eat another piece. I'm like, oh, we have one piece left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Before it's- everyone comes, I'll eat another one. <laughs> <laughs> it's my wild self-control. Mm, yeah.
1: You're amazing. So impressive. And strawberries
2: are not cheap here. They yeah. are. I spent like eight dollars on strawberries, yep. but it Thank was worth you. it
1: because it was so good. It was mm. so good. I had some. Oh my gosh! And she decorated it too. With so she put like the letter pi on it. Oh, for those of you who don't know what Pi Day is, rewind. This is an American thing. <laughs> um, you know the number pi from geometry class? Remember that three point one four? Huh. I bet Indy knows a lot 14th. more. Yeah. Yeah. So put, yeah so put, she wrote the the like greek letter pie in the mm-hmm. middle and then she wrote digits of pie up yeah. to like i don't know how many you did 30 I maybe it, however many fit around a it pie. Was yeah. gorgeous we'll post w- it on the instagrams well wow, thanks for sharing your pie with us you're welcome you know so you guys good. are my friends
0: if i share my pie with it's
2: you, it's true yeah <laughs> it's <is> true <laughs> food in general right yep like indy invited me for dinner that's so nice <laughs>
1: she's gonna really love me all right, well, should we start uh, the topic of our episode? Um, so this week, we are talking about architecture in Nepal. Yay! It's so
2: much more interesting than that sounds. <laughs> <laughs> architecture, oh man, I spent all this time downloading this episode. There that? will be some talk of toilets.
1: Yes, yes. preview.
2: Yep. We tried to tone it down because... You guys know we're really
1: comfortable about talking about toilets. But we know not everyone is. Yeah. So, um, yeah, architecture in Nepal is different, surprise, than in the West. And we think there's some interesting stuff about it. So we're going to talk mostly about uh, urban architecture. In the village, obviously, people's houses are different than they are in the city. And there's a range of different ways that houses are made in the village depending on like what ethnic group you're from what culture you're from within nepal and that kind of thing um but yeah we want to talk about like where we live here in Kathmandu what it's like um yeah so maybe i don't know indy do you want to kind of explain to our listeners like the types of buildings that most of us live in
0: sure most of us live in shorter buildings there's not a lot of high-rise buildings here and the ones that do exist we're really nervous about because of the earthquakes they got really cracked and they just painted over it, so we're like, mm, <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> yeah. So most of us live in our building is five stories tall, which is pretty tall. I think most people's is maybe not quite that many stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like
1: three or four. Yeah. Probably. yeah.
0: And um, in the city, like in the part of the city that we live in, usually like you run out a whole floor, and that's called. They call it a flat. I don't know. That's British, right?
1: It's a British word for apartment. Yeah.
0: So yeah, most people have like a flat where they run out one floor. And um, there you have you know neighbors above and or below you, and then you kind of all share like a courtyard. It's all walled in with a pretty tall wall with like either nails on the top or spikes or mm-hmm. something yeah. on the top to keep out all like right burglars. Glass, <laughs> broken pieces of glass. Yes, broken pieces yeah. of glass. And like when the cement's wet, they just like yeah. stick some glass in there yeah, and then you know. it dries. It's great. <laughs> it's so, but and- yeah, all the buildings are pretty flat, so they have uh, like a really flat rooftop because we don't you know get snow here in the valley. We get to know where I'm from. Um, So yeah, so people can go and hang out on the roof and you can sit in the sun up there. You can do yoga on the roof with your friends, Mm, maybe like on a Wednesday morning. Mm -hmm. Maybe drink whiskey with
2: your friends. Sure. Like (laughs) last night. (laughs) (laughs) All the same roof we're talking about.
1: (laughs) Yeah, um, Indy's house where she lives with her husband and daughter is it's like the tallest house in the neighborhood. So it has really good views from Mm -hmm. the roof. Like you can see a lot of the city and then if... The air is clear, which it is sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, then you can see, like, the whole Himalayan range. It's really yeah. awesome. Yeah, we have a really nice roof. Yeah, what are all the houses made out
2: of? <laughs> we should talk about this. This is <laughs> an important part of our life.
1: Yeah, so all the houses here are brick covered with concrete. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're cold in yeah, the winter. definitely. And kind of hot in the summer, too. But wood is pretty expensive here, so... Only doors pretty much are made of wood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Some people have staircases of wood.
2: Oh, that's true. Like in Boda, like in yeah. the northern parts, especially, or like Tibetan areas, uh, they'll do, um, yeah, wood flooring. Wood. Yeah. Okay. Wood walls. Yeah. Yeah. But wood ours- accents. But you wouldn't make a house out of wood. Yeah, just accents. But yeah, yeah. Our,
0: our stairs are like marble. Oh, man, so if I'm you always fall afraid down, I'm, I'm going to fall down your yeah. stairs. Yeah, I'm afraid I'm going to fall down our yeah. stairs. Yeah, I'm afraid our wet, daughter's going to fall so down slippery. our stairs. Yeah, yeah. too. Because the railings are also, like, not very high and really wide apart. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I feel like I could fall over our railing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> Which is not a good feeling when, yeah, you're responsible for
0: a toddler. Right. too. So. Who likes to toddle?
1: <laughs> to toddler's up. gonna todd, you know what I mean? <laughs> toddle's gonna todd. <laughs> yeah so it's interesting because when you go to move house here which is the british way of saying move or shift <laughs> every people house. say yeah we shifted
0: really my husband says that really i don't know if he says it because you know how you talk a little bit different when you're talking to people who don't Definitely. have english as yep. their first language mm-hmm. i can't yep. tell if he's doing it because of that or like he doesn't know the Nepali yeah, word right. for move
1: or, yeah. Huh.
0: but yeah, he says yeah. shifted. That's funny. I think it's weird. It
1: is interesting, like how this is kind of off-topic, but how your English, yeah,
0: Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) I
1: always feel bad when there's a lot of us from work together, and there's like one or two people who aren't linguists, (laughs) and we all like all talking. They're like on their phones, (laughs) Bob, like okay, but think about this person's dialect, and (laughs) like oh no, (laughs) but yeah, it's interesting how your English changes when you live overseas because Mm -hmm. you hang out with all these expats. I mean, obviously, like, whatever country you're in, like, the local way of speaking English there affects you. So, like, Nepali English affects our English. But also, just because you're in a group of international people, you know, you might have British people or Australians, people from New Zealand, Americans, Canadians, and then plus all these people from other countries where English is their second language. Mm-hmm. Then it's like you kind of just end up mixing all of those different kinds of English together. Yeah, it's really it's amazing. Yeah, I'm I, a little bit nervous but for when I go back to the U.S. People are gonna make fun of me. I'm like, mm, shall we go up the lift? And they're gonna be like, yeah. Eh, you mean elevator? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I noticed the other day that I my um, conjunctions have changed. Like instead, I think American way would be like, oh, I haven't been there, mm. and now. I've noticed that I've started saying, oh, I've not been there before. I have
1: not. Yeah. Oh, Which wow. is British,
2: I oh, think. Yeah. Well, maybe Australian, too, but it's
1: mm-hmm. so not it American. It shifts from, like, combining have and not to combining I yep. and have. I have. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. It's in there now. This was your linguistic moment. Okay, back to architecture. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so when you move house, as the Brits say um, – I find it really interesting because you just are looking for different features than I think you would in the U.S., or at least in my experience mm-hmm. of moving, you know. But, yeah, you moved, like, what, a year ago maybe? Yeah, last January we moved. Okay, yeah. So, like, what were some of the things that you were, when you were looking for a new flat, that you were really prioritizing?
0: Well, our last flat, the, f- the first one that we lived in, we had a lot of problems with the water. Mm. Water here is a big deal. Um, Some people have wells, some people don't have wells, and they have to call trucks to like fill their tanks with water, and that's the water that you use for everything. Yeah, you don't get water
1: that comes in pipes from the city to your house. You get
0: maybe a little bit or maybe none, Mm -hmm. depending on where you live Like down the water line. If you live further down the line, then you don't get any at all. So we had a lot of problems with our old house and not having enough water. And we have a daughter and she has cloth diapers and we also like to shower occasionally. And so, yeah, we like to eat and drink occasionally also. Mm. So that's one big thing we looked for is um, either a place that had a really good well or a landlord that was really good at managing like the trucks when they come. Because yeah. there's a big demand for trucks. And so you mm-hmm. have to kind of call days in advance and you kind of have to use your connections to make sure that the truck is going to come and bring water and um, so that's one of the big things we looked at when we were moving, was making sure we would have enough water.
1: Mm.
0: Another big thing we looked for is um, south facing windows, because yeah. like we talked about earlier, the the houses here are so cold because they're concrete, and so if you have south facing windows, the sun will come in and warm your house in the winter. Because mm-hmm. we also don't have like central heating, we have like a little electric heater that you plug in, but you know that doesn't heat your house. So it's right. really nice to have the sun coming in yeah. your in your yeah. windows so that's yeah. another big thing you guys, guys did a
1: good for. job with that your flat is really warm yeah. in the winter yeah. it's going to be terrible in the summer yeah. We
0: last summer we were in and it's okay we just have really thick curtains yeah mm-hmm. that's we true we used to close and that blocks out the sun but yeah make it a little cave a little yeah. dark cave in yeah. the yeah. Ice summer Ice cave <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> when the ice cave is the goal yeah yes. instead of the winter when we you're go like just go oh! hang out in the stairwell in the summer when it gets too yes. hot yes uh,
2: <laughs> yeah i think it's really interesting the like you have to learn kind of a new vocabulary and you have to learn the questions to ask when you're looking for a flat here. Like I was looking at a flat with you, right? Like my maid told me It's oh, yeah. a lot about connections too.
0: Like it's not necessarily advertised, right? right? You just walk down the street and you see a sign, flat for rent, and you're like, Yeah, yeah. or flat on rent. Yeah. Like, yeah, hey, look. Mm-hmm. It's not like there's somewhere where you can go and yeah.
1: There's or like some Or like online stuff. Like people mm-hmm. will post stuff online, yeah. but Tends to be more expensive, like the nicer ones. Yeah, yeah, it's like they know, like, oh, we're getting the foreigners here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: we found our place yeah. on Facebook, but yeah. so like then you kind of have to use your network. Like, yeah, oh yeah, my friends are looking for a flat. Do you know anywhere that's available? And so mm-hmm. like my maid was like, yeah, I know. Um, I have a friend who's a maid at this place, and it has this. It has um three rooms. Yeah, you want three rooms, right? And I was like, yeah, that's what they need. Oh no! And so, um, Indy and I went to look at this flat and we realize that three rooms means three rooms total yeah not, like, not in-
1: three bedrooms
0: not including the kitchen and the bathrooms yeah. are not included in the room count but like bedrooms living rooms
1: yeah. oh the kitchen's not included they usually say like three rooms plus kitchen oh mm. okay so, so like your current flat which is a three bedroom would be four rooms i
0: guess so sometimes they'll have like a separate kitchen like living room and dining room sometimes they would count both of those uh, I don't, nepali's don't think of rooms the way we do they don't have yeah. a bedroom like when you go right. over to someone's house like you go and sit on their bed like in their room yeah. when there's like three beds in there and they just all sleep in that room they they just don't have like bedrooms and living rooms like we do so. right
1: we, it's not like the private versus public space everything yeah. is public space
0: right yep definitely so that was hard when we were looking because we wanted to find a 3 bedroom place. Right. Cuz we have a family and um we go to this place and they're like, yeah, three rooms and then we're like, oh, one of them's a living room and you know, we and were like, wait
2: a minute. We've run out of rooms. <laughs> right. <laughs> you said three rooms.
0: <laughs> so that made looking for places a challenge. Mm. It's also hard to find like a medium-sized apartment like yes. with three bedrooms. Big had, had this problem too.
1: Yeah, when we were looking for flats cuz it was me and another friend and then we wanted to have a third roommate. So We were looking for a flat with three bedrooms. It's like impossible. Everything is two bedrooms or like five bedrooms. Right. It's like a whole house in in our neighborhood. It's that
0: you have to have a pretty good generous budget to afford a whole house. Right.
1: Because it's not just another thing about we were talking about this with our friends who are trying to move right now. It's not just that, you know, the rent is a bit higher Mm -hmm. because it's a bigger place. Then there's all these other things that go with it. Like Mm -hmm. then if you rent a whole house, you have the responsibility for the water and electricity and making sure the trash gets picked up. And then if there's any problems, it's not like the U.S. where your landlord would fix something. If something goes wrong with your house, you fix it. Mm -hmm. So if something breaks, you have to pay for it. You probably have to pay for a gardener. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's just a lot more responsibility and money. To have a whole house than just a flat. Uh, Another thing, this is like our contingency officer for our organization has a list of things that you should look for in a flat. And one of them is good bars on the windows, Mm -hmm. which I don't know. I always feel like people are too obsessed with security here. But I have heard stories like my friend who used to live here, uh, she and her husband, their bars on their windows got removed. Like someone was coming Mm -hmm. every day and unscrewing them a little bit. And then one day, finally, like just took them off and stole their computers out of their house, like while they were in there sleeping. Isn't that terrifying? Yeah. Yeah, He told me that when I first
2: moved here. (laughs) Our security (laughs) officer told me that when I first moved here. And so and I was terrified. Yeah. Because there's one like during the big festival season, then people are obligated to give gifts to their family, so then people have all the stress. So sometimes they'll like burglary will go up and so yeah, so he's like, Yeah, they'll come and unscrew your bar every a little bit every day and then they'll come in and steal stuff during the night. And if you come out during the night and your front door is open, that means they're still inside. And I'm like, <gasps> why are you telling me this? <laughs> oh. So I was like terrified. Yes. Now I'm like, come at me, bro. I'm going to use my kickboxing. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, at our flat. Before we lived there, um, we knew the people that lived there before us. And they, someone broke in and stole their computers. No. And then after oh, that, our sad. landlord put, like, we have these balconies. So he put, like, bars encasing the whole balcony. No. Which is totally, like, a view ruiner. But, I mean, do you want a computer? Or do you want I guess. A view? <laughs> yeah, it
1: is a bummer because I know some people who have taken the bars off of their windows. Especially mm. if you're on a higher floor. Like, who's going to Spider-Man up there? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But... I feel like it's one of those things that you don't think about because you just are used to having bars on your windows. Mm -hmm, You don't notice all the time. But then if you go to someone's flat that doesn't have them... It's yeah. this amazing like yeah. almost this load is lightened off of you and the view looks so beautiful and the windows just seem so clean and bright. Like, Oh, this is so exciting. <laughs> yeah. It is really hard to clean
0: windows with the bar oh, where yeah. the bar is like one inch away from the window. And of course <laughs> they're all like these fancy, intricate designs
1: that are just yep. impossible to clean. Yep. Yeah. Ours are real ugly and square, but they're way easier to clean. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I get a lot of compliments on mine. Mine are a little bit more they're kind of ornate, yeah, old fashionedy, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah,
1: definitely. a lot of
2: people on Facebook are like, "Well, your windows are so cool." I'm like, <laughs> "Thanks, it's so somebody doesn't come into my bedroom at night."
0: <laughs> <laughs> your bed is right by the window. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We and we live on, on a... the
2: Nepali first floor, so yeah. somebody could get up here if they really wanted yeah. to. That's nice.
1: Yeah, that's another language thing. Is. Mm-hmm. In the U.K. and I can't remember Australia, New Zealand, what they do, um, it's the, you have ground floor, and then you, once you go up a flight of stairs, that's the first floor. But in the U.S., the ground floor is the first floor. Like number one is on the bottom. So it can be a bit confusing when you're talking to someone and trying to explain where you live. You're like, okay, come to my house, and then we're on the third floor, the second floor, third floor, it's the second floor. Go up <laughs> two flights of, three flights of stairs. Then you'll be at my house. <laughs> it's like,
2: man, just just look for my shoes. You recognize my
1: shoes. They're outside the door. Dude, okay, can I say, this is something I love about Nepal, is I have this weird, irrational fear that I'm going to go to the wrong house. <laughs> I have, this has plagued me my whole life, and I know it's irrational, but I still get nervous. If I haven't been somewhere more than like five times, when I go up to the front door, I'm about to knock, I'm like, no, 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 it's the wrong house, wrong house. Yes. <laughs> but, yep. I mean, What's the worst that could happen? They'll open the door and I'll say, sorry, And wrong they'll house. be naked. <laughs> <laughs> that is
2: pretty worst case scenario. That could be traumatic. <laughs> Don't go knocking at Indy's door. <laughs> like, you this is the right house and you're still naked, <laughs> dang it. Um,
1: but the nice thing about the fact that you have to take your shoes off before you go into someone's house is that if you're going to someone's house... You get there and you see their shoes, and you're like, Yes, I know I'm at the right house. Yeah.
2: And you can like prep yourself. For, like, if you're going to a group event, you're like, Okay, who's already here? Okay, yeah, I recognize that shoe and that shoe and that shoe. Okay, cool. I know who's going to be in the room when I enter it.
1: So true. I never thought about it. I definitely yeah, do that. I'm like, oh, goody. There's big and white shoes. I know I have friends. This yeah. <laughs> yeah. Small perks. Okay, so let's talk about the different rooms in the house. So. Let's start with the kitchen. I feel like Indy is the expert on this one because she is a fantastic cook and baker and she cares about the kitchen.
0: Yes, I love the kitchen in our flat. It's um so nice. You do have to supply all your own appliances, so like we bought a fridge when we moved here. Um like having a really big full-sized oven is a big luxury and Mm. our kitchen layout doesn't have like a spot for that you know you have to have a break in the counters for that so we just have like a countertop like toaster oven but not like a toaster oven in the u.s it's like a giant toaster oven like i can rotisserie a whole chicken in my toaster oven (laughs) yeah so we have like a really big countertop Toaster oven. We also have a microwave, which is a big luxury to also have both. Mm-hmm. Most people just have one or the other. Yeah, but... you guys are fancy. I know, girl. Do you have a have... toaster too? We don't have a toaster. Mm. I've been considering getting one because my
1: friend just told me they're not that expensive. Yeah, <laughs> big. That, that, that was, was you. Me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that like changed my life. I felt like I was like sacrificing all the time. Like I really miss toast. And then I went to buy a toaster, and it was like fourteen dollars. Like, wow. <laughs> Why didn't? I so do glad this I like, waited years two ago. years
2: for this. Yeah.
1: Um, you also don't have. A built-in stovetop right so that's another thing you have to right. supply is you buy a individual range and usually they just have two burners and you just set it on top of your counter mm-hmm. yeah plug it in, you and- have a
0: gas tank somewhere out on your balcony you just drill a hole in the wall <laughs> yeah the pipe, or like through your window
1: yeah. or something like um, that ours is inside yeah. like under our, our oh, okay. counter yeah, yeah But then too. you also have to go buy gas canisters every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And it's always good to have a backlog in case there's a border closure and then you can't get gas for five months. What? That didn't happen. <laughs> PTSD. <laughs> I'm like always traumatized. I'm like, do we have five extra canisters? Go buy another one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, and something else is
2: that um, the whole counter layout is just completely different. Like in my kitchen, all the counters are just made of concrete. Mm-hmm. Or
0: tile mm-hmm. for the sink part? Tile counters. Our last kitchen was that. I hate the tile counter. Oh, I feel man, like and it I never gets clean. because grout. stuff is always in the grout. Oh, yeah. Or like the grout starts to chip out it. and then you're like, it's over. Uh-huh. <laughs> We're done here. <laughs> I can't I I have pie anymore. <laughs> There's going to be grout in my podcast. You guys don't want that. Gross. No, we don't.
2: No, ours isn't totally tile. Our um, mm-hmm. biggest part of our countertop is cement, um, mm-hmm. which I love. Because I feel like in America, like if you have... Something that you can put hot things directly onto yeah. the surface. That means you're rich. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Like, otherwise you have what's it? Like, like linoleum. Like, is it linoleum? linoleum? For like, yeah, that kind of yeah. like plasticky kind of stuff. The kind of
0: stuff that my mom has. <laughs> yeah, my mom
2: too. You know, yeah. it's
1: like orange from the seventies. Right. Yes. You can't put a hot pot on it. Yeah.
2: But here it's like totally Expected that you would
1: have. Yeah, them. every countertop, most countertops are stone. Yeah, yeah. Ours, ours is stone, yeah. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I do feel rich. Yep. Yeah. But, ours
0: are also really high, man. They're made for foreigners. Yeah,
1: you guys got the fancy ones. Most countertops here are shorter because Nepalis are shorter mm-hmm. than Westerners. Yep. So I always like, if I have to chop a lot of vegetables, I always like hurt my back because I have to like, hunch over. Yes. Them. Uh, yeah. yeah.
0: Our maid, she has to stand on a stool to wash dishes. She's so the
1: tiny. The sink is too tall. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's adorable. <laughs> Another thing is, I feel like there's not a lot of high cabinets. Mm-hmm. Like we have one that's like mounted on the wall, you know, above the sink. Um, you don't have any in mm-hmm. your flat, white nope. right? But I feel like normally what Nepalis do is they just like hang stuff on the walls, or you have like an individual standing cabinet or something. Yeah. You like don't you really you ha- you make pretty much the
2: same daily food, and you buy that fresh to prepare that day, so they don't have to like stow the same amount of appliances as we do
1: right that's true i thought about the fact that you don't need the same amount of like fridge space and stuff but you also wouldn't need a bunch of different like tools right oh another thing that's super interesting is a lot of houses have a sink in the dining room my house has this Mm -hmm. my flat and it's because you always like a lot of people eat with their hands so you wash your hands before and after you eat every single time So instead of like having to go into the kitchen, which there's kind of like different cultural rules about like who's allowed in the kitchen and when and stuff. So instead, you just have this sink in a public space that everyone can use. Yeah, Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I don't even think about it anymore. It feels normal. And then people will visit me and they're like, why is there a sink here? And I'm like, (laughs) don't you want to wash your hands? What's wrong with you? Gross. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. And like you mentioned, like how your flat is laid out you have different levels so like you have the top the top floor of your whole building is your kitchen and then there's bedrooms on the floor below and like that is culturally pretty common i would say like True. if you according to like your religion You know, maybe not everyone's allowed in the kitchen. So you don't want that to be somewhere where people need to like walk through or pass to get to other parts of your house. Yeah,
1: I feel like the kitchen isn't as much of a social space Mm -hmm. here as it is in the U.S. I mean, it can be, but it's for a more specific group of people. Mm -hmm. So maybe just for the women who cook or something, Mm -hmm. you know, and they might chat in there. But yeah, especially if you're higher caste, then there's all these purity laws about who can be where.
2: All right, continuing on our tour of the Nepali flat, let's go into the living room. So I would normally be in a living room. We have like, like you were talking about, we beds. don't really have – yeah, we don't have public and private space <laughs> mm-hmm. in Nepali homes. We do as foreigners, yeah. usually, unless we have friends who come
1: over. Mm-hmm. But even then, a lot of people have – instead of couches, they'll just buy, like, beds, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. mattresses, and then either have them on the ground or have them raised up a little bit, and, like, that's your couch. Yep. And then it's convenient if you have people stay over. They can just sleep on those. But even the – if you buy – like, rich Nepalis and foreigners – usually have like a separate couch but even then i feel like the couches are kind of shaped like beds they are
0: like ours has a really big chase lounge that you can totally sleep on
1: right Mm -hmm. well and like your your couch is just really square Mm -hmm. too, right it's just the shape of a mattress and then it has like a back and arms yeah and another thing in the living room is usually most families have a big tv in Kathmandu. That's why people yeah, go to the Middle East is to buy big old TVs and it's, bring yeah. them back. Yeah, it's so true. Whenever you're in the airport, there's yeah. all these people with big giant TV boxes, like coming back from living in, you know, the Middle East for yeah. a couple years to work. And Middle then... East or Malaysia, they come back oh, with yeah, humongous too. TVs and quilts. Yeah. <laughs> So you can't buy quilts here. They must be like way better quality or something. I, guess I don't so. know. Yeah.
2: And the wall colors, too, are something that I kind of had to get used to green and pink. pink. Yeah. Yep. Green and pink are very, very popular.
0: Together. Mm-hmm. Yes. Bright colors. Yeah. In like the spring,
2: spring kind of Easter pink and green. Yeah. So it's flat is white inside. Because I live with a Norwegian. So yeah. I got that Scandinavian style.
1: My flat when I moved in. It was brand new and they had just painted it and they were like, yeah, we did accent walls because we know that foreigners love accent walls. (laughs) My bedroom is medium pink with a dark pink accent wall. (laughs) And then like our living room is pink with a green accent wall and like yellow with a green accent. All the accent walls are green. (laughs) But when I first moved in, I was like, man, this is weird. I don't like it. Like I'll probably paint over it, you know. Then I never got around to it. And now I kind of love it. When I go to flats that are white, I'm like, this is so boring.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I will say when I first moved here and I was repainting my room, I asked my roommate, like, whoa, what's the name of this color? Okay, cool. I went to the paint store and I asked for the color name, the white color name. And he was like, oh, you've come in before. (laughs) It's like so few people have white walls. He's like, I remember you, weirdos. (laughs) really funny.
1: And you'd also have um
2: pictures, like very specific pictures that tend to be in your living room, right?
1: Right, yeah, Nepalis usually have pictures of their families yep. Um, but they often will like photoshop them, which is amazing. So sometimes it'll just be a picture like, you know, in front of like an important temple or something, but sometimes they'll take it like on a green screen or a blue screen and then get photoshopped so it looks like they're standing by the temple. <laughs> amazing. Or like In a bush. Or, like, (laughs) there's always so many amazing ones. I love it. But um, sometimes they're really big, too. Yep, like posters. Mm -hmm. They'll print out posters. Yeah. But another thing that's really interesting is, this is just, like, a cultural difference, is in the West we tend to put artwork at, like, eye level, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, so when you're standing looking at the wall, it's just right in front of your face. But Nepalis put it quite close to the ceiling. They put it quite high up. So one of our friends, her... Nepali friend is studying like uh, interior design in college and she was saying yeah that's like what we learned that's what you're yep. supposed to do that's aesthetically it's, pleasing it's easy to like hold your head kind of back and just like chill out with your chin up in yeah. the air and look at the art yeah the things that you're like i thought that that
2: was just aesthetically pleasing to everybody but that's another culturally learned thing right. that's so weird so crazy yeah you just totally take it for granted yep.
1: Okay, let's move on to the bedroom.
2: Oh, yeah. One important thing is that we don't have closets very often Yeah, in our bedrooms. Anytime that I see somebody with an actual closet, I'm like, ooh, la, la, somebody's
1: swanky. I've (laughs) never
0: seen a closet here.
1: That's right. Big has a closet. I do. It's a walk-in closet. But when we moved in, my landlady told me, yeah, I built this closet because... I know foreigners like closets and my son has lived in America and he helped me design this flat. Yeah. So it is not a Nepali thing to have a built in Mm -hmm. closet. So people will have like a standing wardrobe Mm -hmm. or sometimes people will just hang a string like across their wall or hooks and just hang their clothes on that. Or like a quilt
2: rack kind of thing that you just drape clothes over Mm, or. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Or a whole like room if your house is big. That's just the room that you just store the, things just in. Just
1: the closet room. I haven't seen that. I would like that. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of have that. Well. <laughs> <laughs> you have like all your art stuff in that other bedroom.
2: That's true. <laughs> but it gets all dusty in that room, so I don't really like to put important things in there. That's another thing, actually. It, it gets really dusty here. We keep our windows open. Katmandu is dusty and... Um, so having a wardrobe or a, um, what do you call this, a dresser to put your clothes in is really important, I think, because otherwise it just gets gross. That's true. Your yeah. clothes get dusty. Yeah,
1: Dusty, dusty. Okay, <sighs> let's move on. Our favorite. To the turlet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the turlet. Oh, the bathroom, washroom, WC. In Nepali, you just say toilet. For the whole room. Yep. And I didn't Boy, even man. notice that I was waiting until one of my friends visited and she heard me say it. And she was like, did you just specifically ask him like where the toilet was? I'm like, well, I meant the whole room. <laughs> yeah.
0: Sometimes the room is only the toilet. That is true. You're right. Yeah. The water
2: is outside. I always remember one of my friends in China, one of my American friends, she asked a Chinese friend, where's the restroom? And the Chinese friend was like, oh... Okay, and she takes her to her bedroom. And she's like, <laughs> "Are you tired? You need to rest." And my friend's like, oh, "I'm so confused. I was trying to be polite. I need
1: to pee." Yeah, That's so funny. I think the Canadian one makes more sense. Washroom. Yeah, yeah. at least washing yeah. happens in there. So we've talked a little bit about toilets on this show before because we love them. <laughs> yeah, they're important to us. They are. Um, but yeah, people in their flats in Kathmandu will typically have Western toilets. Even Nepalis do. I feel like if you have an, like, inside bathroom that's part of your flat, usually it's a Western toilet. But sometimes there's squats. I just went to my friend's flat for the first time, and he has a squat Western combo toilet. How? Tell me more. So it's a kind of like a short, normal toilet. And it has the plastic seat, which, like, when it's down, then... It's kind of a weird shape, but it's a normal toilet that you can sit on. But then if you want to squat, you just pull the lid and the seat up, and it's a porcelain bowl, but then there's just, it's a bit wider on the sides, and it has, like, the parts for your two feet. The little, like, grooves to show where you're supposed to stand. Yeah, exactly. But we were trying it, and we were all too tall. It was a bunch of Westerners, and, like... He like he's trying to squat and his butt was like against the back of the toilet. Oh. He's like, this would not go well. <laughs> so Yikes. it's designed for tiny Nepalis, I guess. And I can't really
2: imagine like getting on there either. It's not like as natural if it's just on the ground. You have room to like move it was your weird. feet around. I tried it. It was weird. I didn't. I mean, I tried it with my clothes on.
1: Yep. Anyway, yes, yes. let's move
2: on. <laughs> yeah. But some bathrooms will even have a Western toilet and a squatty in the same room. So you got choices,
1: so many choices. Uh, let's talk about water. Yes, let's talk about water. So we save all of the water that we run
0: through our washing machine, and we use it to flush our toilet to conserve mm. water.
1: Oh, that's so smart. Yeah, we should do that. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the, uh, so uh, Indy's house. A lot of people have this. Their washing machine is in their bathroom. Um, So it's kind of all together. Our washing machine's outside, so it would be a lot harder to do that. But but yeah, and then uh, Nepalis use water to wash uh, instead of or in addition to toilet paper. Mm. So usually there's either if you're in like kind of a nicer house, you have a bidet hose also known as a bum gun. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so if you hadn't, haven't seen one before, it's on a flexible hose connected to the wall, and then it's got a little sprayer on the end, and you can use that to spray yourself mm-hmm. clean with water. But if you don't have that, then usually you just have a bucket of water and then a second smaller cup thing that can, you can use to scoop water up and pour water on yourself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it's effective. It's, it's more, very effective. Is it a
0: pour, or is it more like uh, like a... A splash? Yeah, well, a splash? Yeah, splash. Yeah, you're wipe. not like
2: pouring directly from the bucket or from the yeah. small bucket.
1: Well, if onto you're. Yourself usually. If you're. You pour it from the back and then yeah. it rinses down. Oh. Oh. Indy's learning something new about how to use toilets after two years of living
2: here. Yeah, generally it's pretty effective, I would say. Yeah. But sometimes, at certain times of the year, it's
1: less comfortable than others. At higher
2: elevations,
1: when the water might be very cold or even frozen solid. (laughs) Oh, so bad.
2: (laughs) Apparently we both have, uh, both um, I and Big, have
1: this... Shared experience traumatic, yes, it was terrible. (laughs) Tracking in the Everest region, yeah. I was at
2: Annapurna Mm. at Annapurna base camp, which is 4,100 meters. Yep, and the all and it was a squatty, you had to go outside and then go to a separate room for the squatty. We had a snowstorm the day I got there, and um, the water from the bucket that you pour into the toilet to flush it froze on the ground. So it like (laughs) the middle of the night when I had to get up to go pee. Then it was completely ice on the floor. And I was like,
0: Lord, I can't die like this. This is the worst. (laughs) Dying in the squatty.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah. So difficult, but, you know, it's what you do. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, another important thing, speaking of all the water on the floor, is you have shower slippers that Mm. are for staying dry. So, you keep them like outside the bathroom or just like inside the door of the bathroom because the whole bathroom floor gets wet. Your shower isn't separate from the rest of the bathroom. Like, there's just a drain in the corner of the room. So, the whole thing gets wet. So, when people are going to the bathroom, if they don't have little slippers to wear, then their socks or their feet are gonna get wet. You get used to it. I don't know. Yeah. It's just like another important feature of your house that mm-hmm. you have to have. Everyone has that. True. Bathroom shoes. Yep, yep. Very communal bathroom shoes. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I hope that was very enlightening for you guys, learning about houses in Nepal. I have a question for you, Indy. Uh, since you're a parent, how old's your daughter? She will be two in May. She is the most adorable too. I have <laughs> yeah. never seen a human get so excited about food. <laughs> yeah.
0: She loves to eat.
1: Yeah. Her whole face <laughs> lights up and she gasps like <gasps> and she like makes eye
2: contact with you like, "Hey, you want to have some bread?" And she like looks at you.
0: <gasps> yes. She loves bread and carbs and cookies. So Everything, really. Cute.
1: Yeah. So, um, but yeah, what are some things just about living in Do with a kid that you think are interesting or maybe different from the U.S.? Things that are easier here, things that are harder here.
0: Well, one thing that's both easier and harder is transportation. Mm. So we don't have a car. We just recently got a scooter, which has been amazing because walking everywhere with a child and all of your groceries, the hill that we live at the bottom of is so big. It is. having a scooter changed my life. But how do you, you just... Put your child on the scooter with you, either between mm. my husband and I, like we'll just sandwich her in between us, or we'll put her in like the Ergo on the like scooter. Like the baby carrier like the thing. The baby carrier thing on the scooter, um, which is kind of easy, but also a little bit dangerous, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Like when we go somewhere in a taxi, you don't have to have a car seat here. We don't have a car seat. I don't really know anybody that has a car seat. Mm-mm-mm. And so it's kind of nice because you don't have to trap him in the car seat, but also like in a lot of traffic or on the mountain roads... She is not able to like hold herself in her seat very well, mm. so you have to hold on to her pretty tight, otherwise, she's like flying around the taxi. <laughs> <Yeah>. and, <laughs> and also, she own. gets pretty carsick. sick.
1: Yeah. we went on a retreat
0: with Big and White, and they got to experience
1: her carsickness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was joyful. Did I need to hit on you? <laughs> no, I didn't. Okay, yeah, your husband on caught on it the... really well. Yeah. Yep, <laughs> is there anything else?
0: So, another thing that's probably mostly only harder is taking a bath here. So we usually give her a bath, like in our bathroom, we have, we don't have a bathtub, but we just have a big plastic basin that we fill up with water. And she loves to put her face in the water. (laughs) She's like the only toddler ever that likes to put their face in. (laughs) And so the water here isn't clean, though. The water that we put her, give her a shower in. So we have to be careful that she doesn't drink too much because we don't want her to get sick. When she was younger, we would like boil the water uh, and give her a bath mm -hmm. in that, like wait for it to cool because we were nervous that she would drink too much. But now that she's a little bit older, we just don't give her any cups to play with in the water. (laughs) (laughs) She'll drink the water.
2: Yeah, that is hard. Yeah. I'm always amazed that babies don't get sick here because you can't really control what they're putting in their mouth like Mm. when they're playing in the bath and stuff. Yeah.
1: I think, though, they probably get really good immunity. You know what I mean? I mean, I I think that's part of the reason like foreigners get sick here more often than Nepalis. Nepalis also get sick from, you know, like pollutants in the water or the air or food or whatever. But if you grow up with all of those things, then your body builds immunities to it. And we're all softies from living right. in such a clean yeah. country. Yeah. We don't have all those immunities, you know? So yeah. she's going to be a tough one. She when is. She grows yeah. up.
0: I was pregnant with her here for a while, so she built immunities then and, yeah. and growing up here. So. That's
1: true. I didn't think about that, mm-hmm. the pregnant part. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, my final question for you, Indy, is uh, there are a bunch of awesome sayings in Nepali. And I have a whole list of them in my dictionary, so that's how I know them. (laughs) Um, But I want to test you and see if you know what this one means, okay? Okay. It is, there is gold in Lhasa, but my ears are empty.
0: We need to go earring shopping!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's close. (laughs) I asked my other friend, they could not read this out. It basically means, like, it's like, well... There's a solution to this problem, but I can't access it, so it doesn't help me, mm-hmm. you know? So Lhasa is in Tibet, so if you're in Nepal and there's gold for your earrings in another country, like, too bad. What? Yeah. How does that help me? Do we have, like, an English saying? I couldn't think of one. It's a good one. Though. Let us know, listeners. If mm-hmm. You know the English saying with the same meaning as that. We should come up with one. Yeah.
2: Somebody craft one for us. <laughs> we'll read it on the podcast. Okay, well...
1: Uh, I think it's time, actually, for an ad break. Yay! Hey, listener. We see you. We
2: see you in your morning grind, that daily battle to stop snoozing your alarm and become a functioning human again. We know how hard it is to trade your bed for the gridlocked morning commute day after day. We know you're busy. Sometimes all the breakfast you have time for is a cup of coffee that you just hope will make it from your kitchen to your office without ending up on your new white shirt. You don't have time to waste on making one of those well-balanced breakfasts we always saw on TV as kids. You know the ones with a glass of orange juice, milk, toast, eggs, and also some unnutritional cereal. You know what else you shouldn't have to waste your time on? Unnecessary vowels in between your consonants. Why waste your precious morning hours on saying extra, Tara, when you could just lump all those X, T, and R consonants together to just say extra? There, isn't that easier? There's no more delicious way to get in your daily consonant clusters than by eating the brand new released consonant cluster cereal. Real clusters of cocoa consonants like fr and fraud and "sp" and sponsor will give your overworked tongue a rest from producing all those vowels, and give you that extra boost to actually get to your job on time for once. We at Big and White have shaved off hundreds of unnecessary vowels by eating the all-new Consonant Clusters cereal. So tomorrow morning, treat yourself to a bowl of Consonant Clusters. Consonant Clusters cereal. You can really taste the st in
1: taste. (laughs) Well, thanks to our lovely sponsors. Uh, I know I use consonant clusters every day, so I'm really glad to have them on the pod. <laughs> I didn't know how nutritious they were until
2: consonant clusters cereal reached out to us about trying the new linguistically
1: inspired breakfast. <laughs> so... uh our segment this week is about consonant clusters. We want to explain to you a little bit more so you understand how great this sponsor is. <laughs> um, but yeah, so as you may know, there's two kinds of sound in language. Sure. <laughs> I don't know what to categorize those <laughs> as there's consonants and vowels. So probably most of you know the difference, but vowels are open. Unrestricted things like a, o, e. There's nothing happening in your mouth that's stopping the air from coming out. And then consonants means that there is something stopping the air. So P and T for a second, the air totally stops coming out of your mouth. Or things like SH, the air is coming out, but it's kind of restricted by your tongue. So a consonant cluster is when you have multiple consonants in a row. And English has a lot of these. Yeah, we're very comfortable with them.
2: Mm -hmm. I mean, we have
1: rules that we don't realize we're using. Right, some groups of consonants are allowed and some aren't. But in general, we have lots of words with consonant Mm -hmm. clusters in them. And then some languages have super long consonant clusters. I think we, the most in English you can do in a row is four consonants, right? Mm -hmm. But there's some, like... Let's see, a bunch of Slavic languages have so many consonants in a row. Okay, are you ready? I'm going to try to pronounce this. Uh, Whoa,
2: it has like, it's written phonetically for us to try and read it, and we still can't read it. Yeah, how
1: about (laughs) (laughs) skrbstw. It's really incredible. Uh, The Polish word, fist. (laughs) <laughs> Man,
0: how are you supposed to yell that at your
1: kids? <laughs> yeah, it's so much harder to yell without vowels. I didn't even think of that. Good point, India. Yeah. The interesting thing, though, is if your language doesn't have consonant clusters or if it doesn't have the ones that maybe are in another word. Like, for example, if someone's trying to say my... So my actual last name has Kul in it, which is really hard for mm-hmm. some people. And... They always, like, just add random letters yeah, in the middle. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorites, though, so um, Hawaiian doesn't allow consonant clusters and Japanese doesn't. So it means that there's a ton of extra vowels. Like, you just have to add vowels into your words if you're bringing them in from another language. And one of my favorite examples of this is in Japan, when they try to say McDonald's, they have to say nu judu. <laughs> <laughs> it's not amazing it's so hard that's mcdonald's oh in japan gosh.
2: so don't ever ask where a mcdonald's is in japan yeah, yeah. it'll <laughs> it just be, be like... too
1: confusing
2: we do in like in english like we use constant clusters but like you said like we don't use all consonant clusters so mm-hmm. like i remember when i was learning about this um in my undergrad linguistics program we talked about like vlasic pickles <laughs> and uh, um so we have this like we think that we have that consonant cluster like as native speakers we're like yeah yeah we we can say vl but we actually add a sound in between those consonants so we more say like vlasic oh yeah instead of vla
1: vla vlasic vla
2: and we don't even realize that we're doing it we think we're pronouncing a
1: v and an l well i think that's probably what happens in japanese as well yeah. right like yeah. a japanese speaker doesn't think they're saying mcdonald's or whatever it is yep. they just think they're saying mcdonald's yep. <laughs> and then to us it sounds so different because we can hear the extra vowels in there <laughs> language is amazing it is amazing it? it's so crazy never get tired of it all right okay well Indy, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the podcast thanks for having me that was super fun long time listener i'm your first follower you sure are yeah. first instagram follower right here baby mm-hmm. and then you deleted mm-hmm. and remade your account and i wasn't yes. your first anymore but i'm still your first, you, in, your our first in our hearts yeah you're usually the first person to like whatever we post because yeah,
2: so. i'm the only one awake <laughs> <laughs> time zone problem you like see us in the office you're like you didn't post your episode on time yesterday
0: yeah. I'm sorry. i gotta listen to it while my daughter's taking a nap. <laughs>
1: All right, well, um, yeah, you guys know the routine. Make sure to follow us on all the things at Big White Podcast. And send us your emails, because we like those. Mm-hmm. We read every
2: single one, and we respond to them all. That is true. Uh, you should rate our
1: podcast. Give us all the stars. We like
2: stars. I mean, we like your honesty, too, but
1: we really like stars even more. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, keep listening. You're already doing that. Thanks. That's yep. cool of you.
2: Thanks for letting us know how angry you are that we have gone down from an episode a week to two episodes a month. Yeah. We hear you. We're Sorry. glad you love us
1: so much. I know. I actually missed it last week. I was like, oh, I'm not working on the podcast. It's weird. I got a sure. lot more sleep, though. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Well, um, I think I'm going to hang up now. Yeah. yeah should, we, should we all go? Yeah. yeah. I yeah. think. I think we should go. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. I'll I'll see you guys later. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. 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 Bye. Bye. Another great example is Japanese which uh, (laughs) (laughs) are you trying it (laughs) over there (laughs) (laughs) that's how you say Merry Christmas in Hawaii (laughs)